Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you lots of discussion, comments and opinion on everything research and education. We'll be talking professional learning, what's happening in the education world and everything in between to help you make a difference in your school. Hello Jane. Hello Finn. Here we are again. I counted yesterday. We have done, not including this episode with all the specials and everything, we've done 62 episodes. Wow. Which just blows my mind. 62 episodes of us talking, <laughs> chit-chatting. Having a little natter. Yeah, having a little natter. And I think that that's the, the crux of today's podcast, isn't it? Yeah. I We're going to have a little bit of a, a, a chat about things. We've, we've been feeling quite emotional recently. Well, I think this term has been emotion, an emotional term for lots of people and for yeah. lots of reasons. Yeah. And I think it's made us think very much about our own personal circumstances as well as our business per- circumstances where we Absolutely. are. And I think having the perspective on both, mm. and, and we've talked, haven't we, about being pulled from one to the, from one to the other. Mm. And I think that's really been very difficult yeah. building up through COVID and it's sort of come, not come to a head. Yeah, it has. I think it has come to a head. And I think we have we have called today's episode i don't know if you've noticed it on the bullet points jane but you will certainly notice it by the time this goes out um but i've called this a a a crisis in education and i don't think that that is a overblown statement for what we're currently going through so i think that we kind of uh, let's kind of walk it back and talk people through how we've come to putting this podcast together and what we're going to talk about today because we had a lovely We've had a lovely morning so far, haven't we? Well, well, I don't know if lovely is the right word because we've both done something this morning that we both absolutely hate oh, doing. Yes. Which but was... it was actually a fun experience. <laughs> it was. I actually really liked it. We went and see, saw a friend of um, ours who we've known for, well, I've known for about seven, yeah. seven years. Yeah, yeah. Well, longer than that. Yeah. Nine, oh, yeah. gosh. Nine years. Nine years. My gosh. My gosh. Okay. Um, who set up a, um, a photographic studio with her son uh, which is fantastic and we had our headshots done for the website because we and we hate having our headshots done but the, the point of talking about this is uh, we had a lovely time it was we really did. nice to see um, Del we haven't seen him for such a long time since pre-covid and it was just lovely to catch up and and you know be sociable and how important that is it, it is but also to to catch up with how somebody else's life has moved and has changed mm. over the over the last you know two two years well even yeah. longer yeah and it's only when you start to have those conversations you realize that I think we've spent the last 18 months in our own little bubble mm. because you you and you've had to and you you see how your life and your personal life is is mm. moving and shifting mm. but it's very often you don't see how that's happening to other people yes and and this is it it's recognizing that the experiences that we've had over COVID personally, yeah, as well as as a business, are replicated in different forms across the nation, across the world. You know, everybody has been experiencing what is, let's hope, a once in a century. It's not a once in a generation. It's a once in a century experience. This, is, this has been a global pandemic. This has been a significant, um, you know, we were at one point talking about there were, you know, the deaths from COVID mm. were um, 
at on a par with deaths from world wars you know this is i think we've all got so used to um what we've been living through and yeah, i think with being our day-to-day -day, that we've forgotten how how really significant this is but but also what's really really important and that's what this morning reminded well, me well, of. I, I think part of it that's been triggered as well by the sheer panic that's happened over the last week and you can only call it that over the, uh, over, uh, the petrol crisis mm. that you know the the rumors that, that we're going to have you know no turkeys for christmas and it's all just gets to that point and you think chaotic apocalyptic oh, yeah, yeah it's very emotional i think what we've we've been talking about how important relationships are yeah personally how important um social contact is how important how the most important thing in life is yeah. other people yeah and how you feel about your life and how your emotions and I just wanted to share and I try not to cry now I've just been poked by Jane because she's seeing me um, getting a bit teary but for me my mum has got dementia and she's got serious dementia and it's um it's been really really difficult she actually ended up with going outside the house and falling over and fracturing her skull and having a really serious skull fracture and being in hospital and me not being able to visit her because restricted because visitors are restricted and it was only one person who could go and see her and how I've been dealing with that for the last couple of months I've been traveling to and fro it's been really difficult and trying to keep the business going because it's not like having a job well it's, it's that and it's been it's been really yeah. really difficult it's so. that side of it I think that people outside don't see yeah what is going on underneath you've got this persona of you know the business okay. and what we do we're just yeah. carrying on but at the at, on the other end of it we've got we're we've, people we're people and we've all got stuff going on yes and how many how many people are there in the in the educational field yeah who are you know, dealing who are with something with similar and this this is the point i thought that telling our listeners that we're not perfect that stuff happens in our lives too and it's difficult and covid-19 has been so so hard for so so many people and what's what's um poignant about this whole thing is that it's still hard. It's not like, well, you know, we've all been vaccinated, so everything's okay yeah. now. That you know, this is going to have a ramifications for ten years after. I was talking to uh, our friend this morning. Her parents have also deteriorated during COVID, and I was just thinking, well, if I'm experiencing yeah. this, then how many, you know, teachers and leaders and senior leaders and head teachers out there who, you know the age range sort of 40 to 55 60 even that's it's a really difficult time in life because you've got, potentially got children still at home teenagers well you've you're got you're in the middle because i think we're both you know those who know us and we're <laughs> ladies of a certain age you know you've got other, Fantastic age. other things to deal with as well along that side but you know you've like you said you've got the children's side yeah growing up that mm. can that is just as challenging mm. but then you've now got the aging parent side mm. of it as well and some of the things that came out on um we were listening to abby Whittick's yes um conversation with 
Jeremy Miles yesterday that the some of the questions coming back from schools was, you know, it's not business as normal. No, and I think that what that epitomised is that how people are feeling about what's going on at the moment, you know, that that's what was being um, asked in those questions mm. that Abby Whittick was uh, putting to uh, the Education Minister, Jeremy Miles, basically saying, we're scared. We're scared about what's going on at the moment. You know, we feel out of control and, and we feel it too. You know, this whole, um, what children are going into school, despite the fact that they've been in close contact, what does that mean? Where Where is COVID going? How can we manage the demands of, um, you know, have, only having a third of your class in yeah. or, or having to go back to remote learning? And I, I, feel, I felt that a lot of those questions were, to government saying look reassure us that you're you you've got yeah, this in hand yeah. reassure us that you're you know what what the problem is and you're you're addressing it and you're doing something about it and i think that's why we feel that there's we've kind of at a crisis here now because i think that um who's listening well that that was the thing okay so um we we recognize we kind of we want to say to our listeners that if they're still listening at this point. <laughs> yeah, if they haven't gone, oh my God, can't cope with that stress. But um, we want to say to you that we know what you're going through. We understand what we're going through. We, we care about what you're going through because we're experiencing similar stuff. Yeah. And it's, it, it's really, really hard. And I think everybody wants to look to our leaders and say, look it's it's we're it's struggling true. it's yeah. tough and it's, it's not, still tough. yeah it's not business as normal it's not still okay no to be moving forward I think we need to stop we were talking this morning as well yeah. about this you know this conversation we've got a national conversation going on around curriculum yeah I, you know we need to have a national conversation around well-being mm. and how people are feeling at this moment because I think we've all sort of got used to things you know mm. so many cases mm. you know when it first started you know there's a case yeah down the road and you panic yeah but now is you know I've had three letters in a week from my son's school to say yeah. he's been a close contact three times and yeah. it's just like oh well, okay then and I think also that that you know saying things like uh, I'm sorry yes the language you use national conversation about well-being yeah I mean, how long have we been having a yeah. national conversation about well-being? Actually, I think what needs to happen is I think teachers need to feel they're being heard. Yeah. I think that's that's what's really, really important, because if we're thinking about it, you know, what is what is the only really important thing in the world is other people mm. and how you feel and your emotions. And, you know, because that's that's what's that's what makes the world go around is other people you know it's it's you can't you can't operate on your own you can't operate if your basic needs are not being met and security you know security emotional security feeling yeah. loved or feeling valued or feeling that you're being heard those are basic rights and i think there is a crisis at the moment because those basic rights are not being met so that might seem like a really, really long introduction to the things that we really wanted to talk about, which were where those basic needs are not being met and why we feel they are so important. Because I think that 
people are very much on the edge at the moment there's there's so much going on in life there's you know it just feels like we're limping from one we're disaster fighting, to another we're fighting fires at the moment that's yeah. how it feels so how can you when you're you know you your basic needs are not being met your your security is not being met you're not feel like you're not being fully protected how can you think about you know five years down the line or yeah. think strategically it, it's just really really hard so we've been having lots and lots well, of discussions about strategic planning in the future and you know education and but because i think because we we felt it was a very different feel to the start of the autumn term didn't we yeah that it just didn't feel like a normal no september twitter was was really really quiet. really quiet it's only just picked up recently yeah it was it? only it was only a much smaller number of people mm. that that were interacting and posting yeah um, it has picked up a little bit bit more now, I think, this week. Mm. But I know we've had lots of time um, spent looking at and delving into publications from Welsh Government in particular mm. that we've bandied back and forth and tried to make some sense of it. And I think it's, it's, there's, there's this air of confusion that's coming <laughs> that's coming up, certainly from my chair. That's a very polite way well, of saying it. Is, it. it so let's let's kind of um, give examples, give really tangible examples of where we're coming from okay. and why we feel there's a bit of a crisis. And we use that word advisedly because this is not something that we've kind of stumbled upon over the last couple of hours or the last day or so. This is building, something that has been yeah. building for us, yeah, for quite some time. And anybody who follows our, or if you listen to others of our podcasts, you'll recognise uh, where we've come from. So. Um, I want to go back to um, Abby Whittock's, um Facebook Live interview with Jeremy Wells yesterday, because the last question I felt that was something that uh, we had been thinking about a lot. And she asked the question um, to uh, Jeremy Marseille, look, you know, it's it's um, she's hearing from the ground that it's not business as usual, that that there is a bit of a crisis mm-hmm. um, in terms of attendance and COVID cases in schools in Wales at the moment. Um, and as such, um, did he still feel that cur- the Curriculum for Wales timeline was achievable? And should there not be a review of um, the date for implementation of that, given how difficult schools are finding it with the, um, the day-to-day operational challenges of COVID-19? And Jeremy Miles's answer was that he had published his rollout document and he brought in that rollout document the, the two strands of reform, Curriculum for mm-hmm. Wales and recovery, COVID-19, together so that they were one and the same thing. And I, I just couldn't quite believe that I was, I was hearing that being said because Abby Whittick was saying to him and teachers and head teachers are saying to Welsh Government, look, we've got teachers off, we've got children off, we're, you know, we're struggling to find supply yeah. teachers we we're struggling to manage what to do in schools on a day-to-day basis and he said oh don't worry what you're experiencing that is recovering from the pandemic yeah. and that is the same as planning strategically to um, support learners to develop their oracy because they haven't had conversations at home for a while or they haven't had friends and it's just not the same thing well, when you're recovering from illness, yeah. 
to start with, even if it's, you know, a, a mental illness or a physical illness mm. or a combination of the two, you take yourself off from the situation and mm. you recover. Mm. You don't necessarily have to be thinking about these uh, developments and strategic yeah, and I, I just I just really felt that there's a, a policy direction and that policy direction is more important than the the situation for schools yeah. right now. It's more important than how head teachers, how much time they have in their day. It's more important than the emotions of the staff. And I just feel that it really felt like the, what Jeremy Miles was saying was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that you're you're struggling with COVID-19, but COVID-19 and how many cases you've got in the school is the same thing as building in more reading to your no. curriculum and more oracy to your curriculum and thinking about emotional well-being interventions. It's not. It's an operational day-to-day thing. And he just basically didn't answer the question. Now, because he didn't answer the question, because he said, yes, okay. I hear that you're struggling in schools because COVID's rampant, uh, but I'm going to give you an answer that's nothing to do with that. It felt like he was ignoring the experience, the lived experience of what's going on in schools at the moment. It's it's kind of like, it feels a little bit like an invalidation. It's like saying, you know, like like a child going to a parent going, help me, help me, help me. I don't feel safe or I haven't got enough to eat. And the parent saying, Oh no, that's absolutely fine. I've I've, I've done the uh, Sainsbury shop. It will arrive in four days. We have strategic planning, and you will have enough yeah. to eat in four days' time. Do not fear, little child. And the child is still really, really hungry. You know, it's it, it feels like they don't care. And I think te- head teachers in particular and senior leaders always step up. They've always had yes. when there's you know as they did yes. all the way through the crisis. Oh, yes. And there's that expectation that they will, but it's that not understanding what actually is going on to enable them. Yeah. You know, what what are they not have been able to do? Yeah. So they're stepping up. Yeah. Is it their own personal yes, circumstances? Absolutely. That are are they caring for an elderly yeah. relative? Are they dealing with their own children and you know yeah. them not being in school and potentially catching COVID? Have they got a vulnerable person at home yeah. that they're struggling to support? And I think it is important right now that teachers feel valued and saying, we really value you. Yes, and then yeah. it potentially ignoring but the, their pleas for help. It. Yeah, not, it, yeah, it's say one thing and do another. It, it And we don't take it lightly talking about this kind of thing because, you know, saying these kinds of things in the very small community that is education in wales is it's challenging is yeah, is yeah. challenging but the, the reason that we're saying that that we we've been looking at the assessment um for curriculum for wales the, um, the consultation. consultation on this sub- subsidiary legislation for assessment roles i'm glad you can say that because yeah uh, and we've been looking at it for two weeks plus yeah since well since it came out isn't it yeah, yeah. so and we've gone round it's done otherwise and round and round and round but it's it's the first time that we've actually looked at documentation and, and we've gone back and forth and we still can't quite put our finger on 
and we've, we've gone to Welsh Government, yeah. we've asked some questions of Welsh Government, and they've given us very detailed answers, which actually don't make it any no, clearer it's at all. A bit more round and round. We've even been summoned to a meeting with Estim. We have. Um, which was very interesting. And I just want to use this as an example, and I know that Jane's grinning at me now, because this is going to be an interesting conversation. So in Estin's um, guidance for inspectors, what you will be inspecting, so what they will be expecting in January 2022, there was one little phrase that was along the lines of inspectors should be looking for experiences appropriate for a child's age. And we asked the question, you said, okay, so if it's an experience that's appropriate for a child's age, will you be using a framework that your measurements will be to know what is appropriate? Yeah. yeah. So, and in the obvious, the obvious uh, example of that is the descriptions of learning. So we just said, look, you know, is this what you mean? Are you going to be using the descriptions of learning to decide what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate for a child's age? And the reason that we picked this out is because Curriculum for Wales is the ethos of it is all stage not age yeah that's where they are absolutely so we thought we were just gonna you know send off this dm we'd get a reply back on the dm and we'd you know we'd understand where they were coming from which is what usually happens with those but we were summoned to a meeting weren't we we did we we did an online meeting with mm. a couple you know three senior three senior members of Estin yeah to unpick these these questions mm. And the, and the reason we, we do question some of the documentation is that we want to make sure that when we're working with schools, yeah. we're giving the right message. Absolutely. So we've got to make sure our understanding is really, is, good. Is really good. And that's why. OK, so we, we asked this question, you know, that you've got this phrase in here, the appropriate for age. And we were told that it was typo. Yeah, they meant to take it out. That it was actually stage, not age. And thinking that something's appropriate for stage as opposed to appropriate for age. Those are two, two very different, yeah, very yeah, different yeah. concepts. I'm, I'm very surprised that that got through as a typo. And interestingly, the appropriate for age is actually still in their documents. So it makes you really, really question the veracity of that, yeah. how true it is. And it just made us feel very uncomfortable, very... Is that true? Are they telling us the truth? Have we questioned them on something that they can't? You know, are there, are there other things in the documents that we do need to go back and yeah. look at again? Okay, so there was that. Yeah. There was the whole Estin thing. We then looked at um, Welsh government documentation to do with um, assessment, and there was also appropriate for age. That phrase was also used in, the, in, in Welsh government yeah. documentation. So we were thinking, is this? Started to feel a bit like a conspiracy. Well, it's, it's it's moving away from what I assume was the whole ethos of Britain yeah. for Wales. Yeah. So they've they've got this the the assessment situation as it currently stands with the subordinate legislation proposals is that we've got um, schools having their own local curriculum, which um, is suitable for the needs of the children in that school, and that's what they assess. And we've got this shared understanding of progression process that schools are supposed to be working together to get a shared understanding of what progress looks like. But if your progress model is your curriculum, it's well nigh on impossible to have a shared understanding of yeah. two different things. So 
we oh, shared across the school is a different thing. Oh yeah, so shared um, across yeah the cluster and yeah Pan Wales yeah. So and we had this this um, answer back from Welsh government that we just cannot understand how this is going to work. We and this is probably the first time ever where we see something being put into policy that is so different to what the recommendations from Successful Futures suggested. And I just, I just you, don't You know. had a really good analogy. Oh, right, yeah. describe this. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. So we were thinking about what is this actually like? You know, they've got this, this vehicle, this vehicle, which is Curriculum for Wales, that is going to drive us all to a you know like a this nirvana of a world-class education but this vehicle is not it's not a bmw it's not a you know lexus it's not a um, a mercedes it's, it's not, not a moment it's not it's not we we feel that this this um it, it's as if someone's taken a bmw sticker and they've stuck it on something that that's really flawed really difficult but maybe even a cut and shut it feels like we've got yeah. two front ends of two different cars that have been slammed together and they're pulling, pulling against yeah directions. they're pulling against each other aren't they yeah and i because you know on the one hand you've got um assessment for people stage next steps all about learner progress using your local curriculum as the progression model which is all super curriculum for wales and you know fantastic way of doing things and then you've got this dis desire for consistency and making sure that variation across schools is is limited and everyone has an equitable provision to education um so doing that through a shared understanding progression so making everything the same and so you can't have you can't have things different the same, they're the same and the same so you know, this is why we feel that the curriculum for Wales at the moment is a bit of a cut and shut. It's a, it's it's not what yeah. it says on the tin at the moment. I, I think I think it's just the fact that we're we're still struggling to see beyond where this is going and yeah. where it's going to be. And I think that's the difficult thing that that we're struggling with. Yes, and I think we are we're in a position where. 20 years from now, people will look back on, um, you know, 20, March of 2020 until, I don't know, 23, 24, 25, you know, the, the period of time um, from the beginning of the pandemic in the UK onwards mm -hmm. and what it has meant. And also they'll be looking at Wales and they'll be thinking, oh gosh, and they were going through uh, curriculum for Wales, um, uh, curriculum design at the time and how difficult that was. And I think that there is, a significant risk of a loss of trust in official bodies mm. if they continue to ignore the incredibly difficult, traumatic, challenging situation that schools are in, that individuals are in, that individuals mm. are dealing with, and yet still trying their utmost best to step up and to carry on and to be you know, the responsible yeah. professionals that we know they all are. You know, we, it's just, I think we're, we are reaching like this, it's almost like a, a silent crisis that is building, building in schools across Wales, building in society across the UK.
are we going to be in a situation come summer 2022 23 mm. we know that there's you know lots of teachers leaders mm. who've decided mm. enough is enough they've mm. left mm. or mm. they've shifted their role and they're mm. doing something different are we going to be in a situation where the recruitment the only ones crisis, who are left yeah are the ones who can't get out yeah for that but yeah and we, you know we know how much as well as a profession that experience mm. means a lot and if mm. we're losing you know people yeah. within that age bracket where you've got the stresses of mm. of you know aging parents younger children yeah you know and you've got that both sides the whole personal side it's really hard to keep all the balls in the air it at is. the same time it is. you've got an extra three or four balls going on and i think um what what's um very we've kind of reached a tipping point in Wales mm. and I think that the change of minister was more significant than I think we recognised at the time. Um, Kirsty Williams was um, a, an education minister who her heart really was in it. We didn't always agree with the way that she did things or the way that she responded but she always responded. Mm. She always heard and then did something yeah. about it. It might not have been the thing that we wanted yeah, she, to, to do, do but, but she, she did. Yeah. She heard what people were saying. She might have thought they were saying something slightly different, but she always listened mm. to what was going on. And I think that the communication from Welsh Government from Jeremy Miles is very different. It feels a little bit corporate and very yeah, removed. Yeah. I mean, he's a, a lawyer by background. You know, there's a bit of... Um, Keir Starmer in Prime Minister's Question Times about him. It, He's very articulate. But it was the new curriculum journey document that came out yeah. as well. This was oh it this week gosh, or last yes. week. That feels very much like everything is being constrained and controlled. controlled. Yeah, brought into central control. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they're talking about assessment being indistinguishable from teaching and learning, and they're talking about there's legislation for that. You know, the, the amount of control potentially that government will have of what goes on in the classroom. You know, I, I, I really feel for teachers at the moment. I think there's a shift in power and it might be that teachers are um, involved in these national conversations and they're responsible for a lot more than they were before. And with with. Um, but this is on top of, of everything else that's going on, though. I know, I know, I know. And I think uh, that there's that it's just a really difficult mm. period in the history of education yeah. in Wales. Very, very difficult. And we're very concerned that we don't end up where Scotland are or worse with a curriculum that is nowhere yeah. near world class that is a, a cut and shut mishmash yeah. hybrid well, not well, quite finished and we can't accept that there's a cohort of children that could yeah. be collateral damage throughout yeah. this because covid has yeah in a way yeah put that label on them and i think yeah. we can't let no. that happen no no we can't and i and i think we need to actually really hear what's happening it would be an incredibly brave decision by a, a politician to say, actually, no, this isn't good enough. It isn't good enough that we've got schools who are in crisis, who are struggling to do the day to day. It's not good enough. 
that they also do curriculum design. Actually, mm. I, I'm going to do something about yeah. that. But it's it's also not just listening to those schools that you know are in a position where they can move forward. And I know we've mm. mentioned this many mm. times. There are lots of other schools that just quietly get on yeah. day to day. Yeah. They're not you know publicizing, no. and they're not you know doing this mm. interview and that you know mm. that publication they're they're very much in the moment doing what they do really really well but just getting on with the day-to-day yeah. stuff and it's listening to people like that in yeah. that situation about what it is for them yes and the the whole uh focus on you know it no school left behind we said that recently yeah. you know it's uh because it's it if we are focused on closing the equity gap when we are focused on equity of provision for all, and we are focused on making sure that everybody's education in Wales is improved, mm. then actually the focus needs to be on where the worst the worst situations are, yeah. not on the focus on where things are going well. Mm. We actually need to focus on where things are not going well, where, where they need the greatest yeah. support. And I don't think... I don't think that that that's really being heard. So if we were to give one piece of advice to <laughs> Jeremy Miles, to the education minister and to the new education department and the civil servants driving this change and making things happen, it's to say, start listening to people you haven't heard before. Yeah. And acting on it. And do it. Yeah. Doing something about it, taking difficult decisions because if you just ignore the decisions that need to be made, and I, that's what we feel is happening at the moment, things won't just no. get better by osmosis. Teachers can't just fix a global pandemic with no extra um, time to do a curriculum design. You know, it, it's it's a bit like a sinkhole appearing, isn't it? It is. And that's what's oh. going to happen. Oh, yes. Oh, don't that, that feels really yeah. quite scary. But that I does. think, yeah, it, there is this this sinkhole appearing in everybody's lives at the moment and we're all getting sucked mm. down into it and with the best will in the world you cannot you know if you're if you're not having enough sleep at night and this is where a lot of I mean I'm, I'm finding this I'm not sleeping enough at night I'm you know I'm constantly exhausted and that's COVID-19 that's the it's expectation yeah, of global pandemic but then everything else on top yeah. it's changed people's lives that yeah Start listening and yeah. start doing something about it because it won't just happen on its, on not its own. Happen. No, it's not. And I think we should have, should have put a health warning on this one at the start <laughs> today. Yeah. Um, but I, we felt it was really important just to share that. Yeah. With you, but where, where how we feel things are yeah. moving towards well, twenty twenty two, and beyond. Yeah. So we're going to keep on reading the documents. We're going to keep on trying to make sense of them. We're we're trying our absolute best. To we make might sense have a light bulb moment at some point, but at the moment it's yeah. just a little bit dim. It is a little bit dim, but we're going to keep on working on behalf of uh, the teachers, the children, the schools yeah. out there, the, the the really important people, the learners. You know what they need out of their education over yeah. the coming years. So we'll keep on doing that, but it's getting harder and harder to see the light. It is, as we head into winter. Yes, so let's hope that uh, somebody brings that torch and starts to in- illuminate what's going on yeah. and starts to really listen to the people who need to be listened to and doing something about it. Okay. So we'll on see you note. next week. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. 
You can find us online at www.impact.wales. You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Impact Wales. On Facebook and Instagram, search for Impact Wales. And on LinkedIn, search for Impact School Improvement.